0: It's Friday Listener Question Day. On today's show, Amy and I get confronted through the voicemail hotline about our views of nudity. (laughs) Then, Kirsten from Staten Island left a message on wanting to help a friend who has a history of being hurt find trust again. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. This is Michael Smalley. I am.
1: And I am Amy Smalley.
0: I don't know how I made that awkward. (laughs) I almost introduced myself in the third person. So, okay, we do a distraction of the day, and you know. You know what it is. And if you've been watching the show at all, hopefully you know what it is. Today's distraction is for me.
1: It's for you? Yeah.
0: It's just selfish, totally.
1: Oh, boy. It's just totally selfish. Sorry. You forgot to put your phone on mute. I did, and this is why, because I was wondering if John Cheryl was going to notice that I'm wearing his shirt
0: Oh! I can't wait. I bet this was from his
1: concert. I went to Camp Two Twenty. Highly recommend it. It's for young adult, young teenagers. It's amazing. Love yes. it. Camp Two Twenty. Bought it there.
0: So my distraction of the Sorry, day. Not back to, to, be. to me. I'm being yes. selfish Sorry. because okay, here's the deal, and I'm going to force you to make a decision. You know, I like to do that every once in a while. You have okay. to be like yes, no, okay, whatever. But at the end of today's show, I'm going to have a reveal, and I've even. Learned how to put you and I like in a picture-in-picture, a PIP. Okay. So when I reveal this, you guys will all be able to see it. And it'll all happen live. And you have to decide right now whether we get to buy this thing or not. Yes or no. No. I knew it. You're going to be sad. You're going to be very, very sad because it's amazing. And I will reveal that at the end of the show.
1: When in doubt, go conservative.
0: Yeah, that's a very smart decision, especially with your husband. So uh, here's the thing. The honoring news of the day, which I am beyond excited. Look at this guy. This guy is adorable.
1: Senior, that one? Senior roles in university after Alzheimer's diagnosis. It's a good thing because I was bored being retired. Oh, cute.
0: He is in his 80s, okay? Yeah. He got diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And do you want to know how this, this is why it's the honoring news of the day. We are not honoring Alzheimer's. No. We are honoring this dude because our elderly population, our senior population is, exploding right because we're living longer than ever before check out this dude three years ago ron robert was shocked and distressed over his alzheimer's diagnosis but and this is what i love and you're gonna love this dude but instead of letting the disease get the better of him Mm. it inspired a brand new chapter of his life and that's why i love that quote he's like i was bored anyways so (laughs) he has gone back to university at 81 years old that's awesome. Look at this guy.
1: If you think about it, yeah, what better way? If people say, oh, do crosswords. That's the thing that, you know, if your brain is kind of slipping or, you you know, to activate your brain. But wouldn't it be great for him? And it's awesome that he's able to embrace this and will say, I'm going to learn something new. And, you know, if I, if I forget some stuff, oh, well, I'm going to activate my brain. Well, and I here's, love it.
0: here's another quote from Ron, 81 years old with Alzheimer. Too many people they get diagnosed with something like alzheimer's and they think something they they think somehow it's the end mm. but well guess what it's not an end it's just a new beginning how incredible is that a new
1: beginning it's
0: something you've got to work at and actually it's a good thing because i was getting quite bored <laughs> being retired so this is all a new challenge for me wow i mean if only we could yeah. all react like ron robert the canadian that's right. I don't know why did it sound like I Canadian was disparaging. No. Okay. Good. No. Because I love Canada yeah. and Canadians.
1: Yeah.
0: And your maple syrup. <laughs> oh no, the poutine.
1: Remember P- that? Yeah. Putin. Putin?
0: Putin. I always thought it was like the yeah. Russian president or literally Putin. No. <laughs> so here's the last thing though, and 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 I think this is what I want people to hear, especially if you are a senior type person or maybe you have a parent that has Alzheimer's or dementia. Here's here's his last quote. I'm hoping I'm at the beginning of a wave, said Robert. I hope that all those people out there listening that have given up on Alzheimer's will just get off their butts and join me out here. Join him. Let's go. Dude, that would be totally you. That you are so inspiring that way where I think I think if we, you know, I don't obviously want anything, but like that I can see that is unbelievable. I, I don't know. I am blown away that this guy is 81 years old and has that attitude. I don't even know if I'll be able to pronounce words at anyone.
1: <laughs> I think the idea of not allowing something to defeat you is, is in there. We talk about grit a lot. We talk about perseverance in the Christian life. And even yesterday, which, by the way, did you see on the news today? Hate to keep going back, but um, our our friendly couple that we were talking about yesterday, Bezos, Bezos, yeah. Well, he wasn't on the market for very long because, yeah, it is out. That that was true. Yeah, he was having an affair. He's dating that girl now. That was the news anchor. Blah 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 blah. And I've thought some more about it and. I think the idea of, you know, we talked yesterday about the idea of love having an expiration date and that love doesn't have an expiration date. But we don't need or to experience in our children and we don't need experiences of our society doesn't need to have experiences of love having an expiration date. And um, as I'm thinking that through, there's a part of this that he's saying, not, you know, transition to this guy. Probably he's saying, I don't want to have an expiration date either before my time. I know eventually, yeah, I'm going to expire. I'm going to die. But I do not, I'm going to go down living life to the fullest with everything I have. And that takes effort and it's hard. And, but what an incredible inspiration. The thing about it is, is, we love to hear these good news and these inspirational stories, but yet we don't really want to be it. And yeah. I, it's kind of like I want to go. Oh, why is life not? I mean, it hit me yesterday that you know what, Michael and I, our marriage, our differences, the things that we go through, are the opposition that we have. Is not easy. I'm just gonna let you know. It may seem like it's easy on you know on the on this you know I actually podcast. don't think
0: people who watch this think that we have it easy. <laughs>
1: Well, that's if like they the don't let comments. me tell you, it's ten times harder than it looks yes, on here. So, um, but what
0: you see here is the good, healthy <laughs> version of our of our relationship. We should uh, just have someone secretly follow us.
1: Yeah, that'd be and great. Get real footage. Sure. How about
0: you know what? Okay. Wait, I have a brilliant idea. Yeah. Let's just imagine and convince ourselves in our heads that someone is following us with a Facebook live I, going at all I, times.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's do that.
0: <laughs> we'll just pretend it's happening and we'll be we'll like be healthier.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um but being able to understand that God uses messes, you know, and God yeah. uses if we were all perfect and if our marriage was perfect, it hit me yesterday that if our life was easy, we wouldn't have the testimony that we're going to have. And sometime our testimony in the middle of it, it just it's just a matter of, t- of whether or not we're going to handle our lives the way Robert is to be able to say, you know what? Guess what? Do I like this? Nope. But you know what? It's a new challenge. I was, um, I've been very challenged to what feels like, you know, perfection and the idea of being perfect. And but I kind of got kind of mad about it, honestly. And as I was getting mad about it, I thought, you know what? Jesus said, "Be perfect as I am perfect. Be holy as I am holy. Be righteous as I am righteous." And for a while, I was like, oh, and I felt really kind of down in the dumps about that. But then there was a part of me that, like Robert, I was like, you know what? This isn't necessarily fair. Is it fair for me to feel that way? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a feeling, so it is, but it's a challenge. And what am I going to do? Am I going to succumb to the defeat or am I going to take it as a challenge? And that's truly what. Go down fighting I'm, like
0: Ron Robert?
1: That's right. I'm going to go down fighting. I'm well, going to go down trying Christ, to be an inspiration. And
0: it feels like where we have to balance now is Christ is, he says it. And I'm, I'm, I, I usually don't struggle trying to strive for perfection, and part of my thing that I'm needing to learn is, no, actually, I need to have a goal, and my goal needs to be like Christ, and he was perfect, and then mix in the grace and the mercy part of going, man, that's my goal. But when I don't, it, you know, I need to be able to make sure that I know I'm still loved, and because of what Christ did for me, God still sees me because of what Christ's sacrifice was. Absolutely. Which is awesome. Absolutely. So, well, ooh, perfection. Crystal on Facebook Live says, perfection is totally subjective anyway. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Absolutely. That is so true,
0: Crystal. Yeah. Well, don't forget, everybody, head on over to smalleyinstitute.com. Why don't I ever... You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm not going to do it because I can't reach the keyboard, but... On our next live cast, I'm going to have our website up.
1: There you go. So you can there actually you see
0: what I'm talking about. But go to SmalleyInstitute.com and check out the Transform Your Marriage in 31 Days for 31 bucks. Do it. It's a great experience. It would be a great way to start the year. I think you brought that up yesterday. And that would be an awesome way to get your year started for your relationship. So Transform Your Marriage in 31 Days for $31 at SmalleyInstitute.com. Dot com And leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, or call us at our 24-hour-a-day hotline number where you can leave a voicemail question, a review of the show. You just want your voice on a Absol- super popular Yes. Facebook Live slash podcast.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? Kirsten joined us late, so she probably doesn't know that her question is actually going to be... Yeah. Or what her comment is actually going to be Kirsten,
0: you're actually coming up pretty soon. We're going to start with Aaron. Okay. But then, Kirsten, you're up. So Kirsten's watching, is going to be able to hear herself. Hey, Pat Fleming put our website on Facebook Live in the comments. Pat, you're so kind.
1: That's so awesome.
0: All right, people. Here we go. So today is Friday listener questions. And we take your questions either from the website or email, however you want to get it to us, we will do it. But we have two actual audio ones. Woohoo! But the first one was a little bit of a kind, it was very kind, but a, a slight reprimand on your and I views of nudity in France. <laughs> it was. I read the transcript on the Google thing oh, and I'm no like, money. wait, what? Because of the nudity France. Because
1: the restaurant that yeah, and you and I were restaurant? like, "Restaurant." We're glad oh, it went down. I'm sorry,
0: but then he kind of changed. Well, here, people. Let's yeah, let's yeah, hear it. Let's hear, hear from, it for let's yourself. Hear
1: from the person.
0: Yeah, my name's Aaron. I just wanted to comment on the podcast on Nick The Lost" and actually about the the distraction of the day. I just wanted to say that in the U.S. we we really have some cultural issues with the way we understand the body and understand nudity and the way we associate that automatically with sexuality the the french understand that better so so i i, I would be careful about you know wishing somebody or, or being happy that somebody lost their restaurant uh when we don't understand the context very well with, within which that restaurant really operated and it wasn't wouldn't have been a, a, a you know a sexual thing like we might imagine um so anyway that, that's my comment thanks much appreciate your podcast bye Appreciated the podcast. That's I, all I heard. That's right. No, actually, okay. So I went to Google Scholar because yes. I was not going to Google or Duck Duck Go, which I'm now madly in love with that search engine. Just you know, uh, cultural nudity theories, France, because yes. obviously. Yeah. So I thought, well, surely I can go to Google Scholar, and that's I know that's a safe way to search. You will not believe what I found. But I'm going to show everybody, this really did surprise me. Look at this. Au naturel. Naturism, nudism, and tourism in 20th century France. There, there is a go. man at LSU, Professor Stephen L. Harp. I think he's a historian. And he actually wrote a book on that topic. It's there. Okay. Is that not crazy? I just,
1: I, I guess for me, I do even if it's not a sexual thing, I do think that it's, you know, to me, there is a part of, I have a problem with nudist colonies. No, I I mean- So even if it's not sexual, it's still exposing, I I, I don't know. I I, I think when we got naked and unashamed, when we were in the garden and we were naked and unashamed, that was the way it was supposed to be. But then after when- when God literally, the first thing he did was sacrifice an animal to clothe us, I think that was kind of a big deal, and I think well, we we're because, supposed to stay clothed in well, public. Well,
0: only because that shame, the brokenness from sin, well, before yeah, but sin, it was all good. still in
1: the same world with yes. the shame and the oh, sin. I hear what you're saying. So yes. I think we kind of need to on. have
0: some clothes on. Well, let me read. Can I just read some of this? So yeah. eat, This is like the excerpt, I think, for the promotional copy for the book because I wasn't about to spend $45 on on <laughs> <"A> naturel. Nothing <laughs> felt good about that. Thank Each, you for not. You're Thank welcome. You. Each year in France, approximately one and a half million people practice naturisme, that's naturisme, I don't know how to say it in <laughs> French, or naturism, an activity more commonly referred to as? Nudism. Because of France's unique tolerance for public nudity, which I I knew about Beaches and stuff? I didn't know there was a unique tolerance for nudity in France as a whole, so that I learned something. The country also hosts hundreds of thousands of nudists from other European nations, an influx that has contributed to the most extensive infrastructure for nude tourism in the world. I also go. was unaware of nude tourism. An on natural historian, here's where he goes, because here- this was interesting, okay. and Aaron, I thought you had a good point here, is that the French aren't necessarily – doing these new things or that nude restaurant, like they've actually developed rules socially on if you are somewhere naked that it needs to be non-sexual. So yeah. it, it's it, it's awkward, and I totally agree with you. I, I, yeah, I don't want to so be a nudist, I, I but it's not necessarily about sex. So Aaron, I,
1: I would say, and Aaron truly, to be honest, I am a bit of a prude. And so if you're kind of trying to hint at that or highlight that, I'm just going to let you know I'm totally 100% aware of it. It's hard for Michael to catch me nude. So the idea <laughs> I have to like sneak up Anyone the else, you know, and and I should have more, you know, out there with that as well. And even that is makes me feel pretty awkward. So –
0: yeah, there but isn't go. it like a general rule for nudists that if the woman's a nudist, she also has to have hair under her pit?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Feels about like that. it. Oh, okay. Let's. let's Feels do. like that's one next of those topic, rules. please.
0: All right. Now we're on to Kirsten. Kirsten, I hope. Uh, I hope you appreciate following the nudist story. <laughs> so Kirsten's watching oh, right boy. now. But uh, let's play Kirsten's question. And actually, it was a great question. So here we go. I was recently asked this question of someone in a relatively new relationship. And the question is this, since I've been hurt so badly in past relationships, and since I often deal with my own issues of insecurity, how do I learn to trust? Thank you, Kirsten. And you know, what's funny is I could actually read her transcript and then right as I pressed play on this live broadcast, it dawned on me, I hadn't actually listened to it. So I thought, I hope she doesn't say anything weird or inappropriate at the end and <laughs> didn't get caught on the Google translation of the voicemail. I kind of panicked there, Kirsten. I'm not going to lie. Hey. But and, she did good.
1: And she did so good. She articulated herself so well. Very well.
0: So, okay. If you are someone who has been wounded in the past, you know, maybe you were left or cheated on or just abused, whatever and trust is difficult for you my first encouragement is you got to begin working on trusting yourself first because a lot of times when we find ourselves in those situations we we kind of start going what's wrong with me why do i keep meeting this the wrong person and you know i keep falling in love with the wrong person and so i don't even trust myself to be able to go and make a good decision Ergo, I'm now kind of neurotic and nervous, and, and, and then that's going to start attracting the sharks as well. Because the sharks, they smell that blood in the water.
1: I would say you could be on either either of the extremes. You could be on one of the extremes, or you could flip-flop from one to the other. And you need to be balanced. You need to be in the middle. So you might need someone from the outside to also be able to help you to be able to say, hey, look, I get that sometimes I might be too trusting, or I get that I might be not trusting enough, and I'm always looking for the snakes or the sharks, but where is that that in between and having someone from the outside that you know and you trust and that you love that's going to be able to say hey you know what i think this is a good a good one to invest in i think this is a good relationship to invest in be cautious go slow um, but being able to understand who you are and the value that you have and where you lean are, are, are you leaning more towards the idea that i just once i get into a relationship i just throw myself all in and and i what? just just trust
0: I, um, the guy with from Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, um, the, the oh, nerdy um,
1: friend oh, Charles? Yes, no. yeah Charles. Charles
0: totally does that
1: yeah and, and so you might trust oh yeah and he always like you know, he at one point in time like was attracted to like, you know, criminals and, you know, yes. all that kind of different stuff. So being able to understand that where you kind of lean and have someone that's going to be able to um, kind of pull you back a little bit more in balance. But also, you know, don't don't negate the Holy Spirit being able to, to call you and to challenge you and to say, you know what, ultimately we know no one is 100% trustworthy trustworthy no one is when so the idea of someone being able to, to- i love that crystal was saying that there's no there's n- even perfection it has a uh, has a perspective or you know it's through a perception i think trusting Relative. someone is is a bit relative as well. And so invest it, but we want to hope for the best, but also if we've been burned in the past, be able to acknowledge it, be able to look at it, pray about it, and say, okay, God, what if this was me? What if these probably going back and saying, okay, God, what were the red flags that I didn't see that I want to be able to
0: see in the future? So is it like going eyes wide open? So don't as be naive about can, it. Well, I know, but like with an intentionality of going, hey... I'm not just going to be blind to things or ideas or uh, uh, what am I trying, red flags. I, I gotta like I gotta keep my eyes open. And you know what I always when, when someone asks, so if we're doing if I'm you know helping a couple through our smallly marriage intensive program, which, by the way, you can find out more about that, if you are in crisis and you are finding yourself like, "I can't get past this thing," or I cannot trust," and I'm broken and stuck. You know, is there anything that'll help? Yeah. The the Smalley Marriage Intensive Program can be a very big help. And you'll find out everything you want to know about it at SmalleyInstitute.com. But I usually say in an intensive, trust no one. <laughs> I mean, nobody, and you kind of already said this, we're not perfect. And so theoretically, nobody... Is trustworthy,
1: but if you don't trust at all, then you're going to be. Yeah, you have to trust,
0: but trust for me, trust is earned. Like I can't just give you trust and then you keep lying or they keep (laughs) breaking their word or whatever, and go. I'm just going to trust you anyway. No, trust really is earned. Someone has to earn my trust, and the reason, like what you were talking about. Is that they're not perfect, and so, but I want to stay open to trusting again. That is so important. That I'm open to doing this. I'm open to giving you a chance. Frankly, giving myself a chance to trust myself. Give it, and then stop telling yourself. Because I get this a lot. I'm, I bet you do. Stop telling yourself. But what if I get hurt again? That would that would mean I'm such a fool, or mm-hmm. I'm so stupid. And I'm, I'm constantly battling that with people going, whoa, wait, uh, you're going to get hurt again. So what what is this what if stuff? That's going to happen, and hopefully it'll happen in a, a different way, in a new way, and not just the same old way, like you right. But are you, are you stupid for trusting someone again? I I mean, no, I, the person doing stupid things is stupid.
1: I think as long as you're learning as you're going, then you're growing. And we're not going to become like our our Robert, our guy with dementia. As long as you don't get dementia from your past, then you're going to learn from it. But don't be so wounded by it that... It, It keeps you defeated. When you get to the place where you do feel like that you don't have any hope, and that's when you call in backup. That's when you come to a small intensive. That's when you do seek out wise counsel and you say, you know what, we need help. I need help. And being able to do that, there is there's no shame in that. And um, it's you only quit when you stop.
0: And Kirsten actually said, "I like this." I think we try to trust until we're given a reason not to. Yeah.
1: So put I, I, I in think the that's effort, good, and yes. then if
0: someone behaves in a way that you need to kind of take that trust back for a period, that's okay.
1: I think that's awesome. I think so investing in trust until there's something that's proven, till there are, are some red flags, but your natural bent, we always talk about being positive, your natural bent is On investing in trust, so your natural bent is not investing in the distrust, which is way on one side, but investing in trusting, but being aware of things that have happened in the past that you've done, or or even that they've the person has admitted to and has talked to you about. You know, someone that has a problem with, um, you know, has had an affair. If your relationship starts with an affair, sorry to keep going back to our you know Bizzo people, but I mean, it's another thing that it's like. Ah, uh, if if your relationship starts out from a lie, then you got to know that it's going to be it's going to be harder. It's not that it can't, but it's going to be harder and it's going to take more more work to invest in a stable, trusting relationship because it started on a bit of a distrusting
0: piece. Yeah, it did. And I like Crystal said, "Lean into God to teach you how to trust again." And sometimes just remember people and I'm not going to qualify these things every time I say them. So that is meaningful in particular when it feels impossible. So if you're like, I don't know how I'm ever going to trust again, then your responsibility at that point is to go, but God, man, he makes these specific promises that he's got me. So Lord, you'll have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't know how, when it's impossible, um, anything's possible at that point, but you got to run to God. Like, you know, I'm reading in my one-year Bible plan, I'm kind of all thick into David right now, who's my favorite oh, yeah. in all of Scripture, and it's been really fun. Just it's wild to watch how he goes constantly running back, running back every single time, either... When he's being victimized by like Saul, yeah. or when he's being an idiot <laughs>
1: yeah. and making True. poor choices in life. True. Yes. So, absolutely.
0: Take a lesson from David on that one. Um, because trusting or giving the benefit of the doubt is never a bad thing, even if it continually blows up in your face. What I mean is it's kind of like when the disciples go, Well, how many times are you supposed to forgive? And Jesus' is like, uh, keep forgiving. Mm-hmm. And that I think that forgiveness will be a part of the trust for people as well. And, and then, how
1: you can trust again. Yeah. Right. Um, as you forgive.
0: Yes. And as my father always used to say, life is about relationships and the rest is just details. It matters to trust. That's why you want to do it again, mm-hmm. because you want to be connected with others. You want to be in relationship and trust is a part of at least a healthy relationship. Um, but we're meant No one's perfect. So people are going to mess it up. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have trusted again, and it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means, dang it, we've messed up. We need to repair that. It's okay. Take a deep breath. I had to tell someone recently who wanted to make a decision after something really, really rough happened, and, and they got hurt, and I go, don't make a decision right now. You don't have to. But when we get irrational like I've been, uh, you'll say things and just, Yeah. Try to back off as quick as you can. Take that deep breath, and Absolutely. and just breathe and give it a moment. Mm-hmm. So, do you have anything further? Nope, that's on good.
1: No, nope. all right. So Too we good. have
0: we have reached the time. Well, let me see here. Uh, Steve Smith, trust is gained if one can accept reconciliation. Ooh,
1: yeah, that's good. It's very deep. Yeah. Yeah, trust is gained when one can accept reconciliation. Because
0: forgiveness is just for me. Right. So that other person doesn't even have to be alive. Reconciliation takes two people. Yes. That, and, and guess what? Yes. If I've wounded someone and and I'm wanting to reconcile, like with one of our kids or whatever, you, then I'm going to have to do something. Like you can't just be like, well, sorry, too bad. You know, won't happen again. Nah, It's probably not going to get reconciled. So yeah, reconciliation would definitely help build back up trust for somebody. Absolutely. And forgiveness might be the first step. Sometimes you kind of quickly go right into reconciliation, which is great. But other times it might have to start with forgiveness. Let me see if anybody else. Jenny Ram just joined us on Facebook Live. So Jenny, uh, do you have a question for us? (laughs) Because we can ask the live people too. <laughs> Rebecca said, "Hi guys, great to see you this morning. Great to see you, Rebecca." Yay! Uh, Steve Smith asked, "Is the small intensive the same as Focus on the Family?" No, it is not. But they purchased my parents' old ranch, mm-hmm. and then the ministry that we had kind of left in Branson—it was nonprofit that was still doing intensives. So you know, there's a lineage there, there's but a, no, yes. we do not do- run that thing by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> yes. And let me see, any other questions? I don't think so.
1: Jenny's so smart, she doesn't have a question. Oh, Just
0: kidding. Kirsten's dad is now watching. What? Wow. I just want to say hello, sir. (laughs) I hope you're having a beautiful morning. And frankly, I wish I was there. Hello,
1: Papa (laughs) McIntyre. I wish
0: I was there having some amazing either German or Italian food. (laughs) Yes. Neither of which, after my gastric bypass, I could probably tolerate very well. (laughs) But I'd try for you, sir. Thank you for watching. Seth. Oh, boy. Let me Uh-oh. make sure I can read this one yeah. first.
1: Oh, wait. D- Seth, you need to keep your stuff clean and not talk about my nose. Because I was able <laughs> was to bad. not let that distract me the last time. But Amy, Amy oh, looked no. like she
0: was trying not to laugh at a joke in her head the whole time. <laughs> was there something going on?
1: I don't think so. Honey? I don't think so, no. Seth,
0: it's like you've already forgotten her. Nothing <laughs> in her head stays up there. It'll come right out. Yeah,
1: it usually does. It tries to.
0: Oh, Aaron Cadlick is saying, give me a minute. She needs to type one.
1: <laughs> well, come we on, need Aaron. to go with our distraction of the day. The people, All right. the people are waiting. You can come do on. your
0: comments, and I will, I will do the distraction of the day. So I teased earlier
1: yes. about
0: this is a selfish one today. Because it's something- You want to purchase. I really, really want. And, and I'm I, saying no. You didn't just, know what it was. I don't
1: even know what it is, and I'm saying no.
0: And I feel bad about this, but we were given an all-inclusive day spa coupon for free that you could have had.
1: No, you said purchase. You didn't say
0: given. Dang. All right. So, I was just trying to lie. Yeah. All right, here it is, people. This is what my wife turned down at the beginning of the show, Samsung's 219-inch TV (laughs) called The Wall. It is a wall. Oh, Oh. my-lanta. Look at this thing. That's
1: the biggest TV. Obviously, that's the biggest TV we've ever seen. Let's see if it'll play. Look at that.
0: It's on a wall.
1: It is a wall. It is the wall. That? Like, if you put that... That would be the only thing that you would have. Like how, and yeah, and of course, like how's it? this is the thing that I have. This is the problem that I have with Look things that. like that. Where is uh, that thing plugged in?
0: Oh, uh, Behind it.
1: But like, is everything covered up? Is the Magic, cable? Yeah. The, Everything's behind The, the little whatever yep. box and the. No, there is no
0: box. There, how's you know, there TVs no, are no box? wireless now.
1: So there's no, we have boxes. We put it in under, I put. Best idea, got it on Pinterest. Put all that, those little boxes like the, um, what is the direct TV box and all that, put it in your fireplace and then have like a little flip, mine's like flips up and as it flips up underneath, all that stuff is all hidden. And there's like this tiny little crack at the bottom. Yeah, that was actually an amazing. I idea. just want a two hundred
0: and nineteen inch TV. Yeah, collar. well, I don't know
1: where the we would put wall. that. There, we have no wall to put that
0: on. What if I started a men's group at our house to watch
1: yeah. sporting
0: events on the wall?
1: Yeah, that that count? Still, What'd no real estate. Could that be... There's no real estate in the house that could fit that big.
0: And it wouldn't gigantic... be a church purchase. That'd be inappropriate, mm. right?
1: Yes, it would be inappropriate.
0: It would be the greatest church ever. Okay, here we go. Wow, you guys were really loading up on the questions. So here we go. Kirsten wants to get a ticket to New York. Yeah, it's not that Kirsten, sorry. Yeah, and I am going to tell. Jenny says, please don't tell Sean. Too late, I'm texting him the video now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh, about the big... Oh, yeah, because they actually do have some real estate in their house that 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 big old TV could fit in. Yeah. Aaron
0: Cadillac asks on Facebook Live, how do we navigate decisions for our soon-to-be adopted son that we don't agree on? I have deep feelings that we should try to build a bridge with bio parents, and John, her husband, does not. I have prayed deeply about this, and y'all know... John had a heart for the Lord, too, but feels we should cut all ties and see what happens in the future. But it's now causing disagreements between us, and we are not hearing each other. So (laughs) she wants to build a bridge with the bio parents, and her husband is like, because they adopted a little boy. And -hmm. he's like, I think that's a bad idea.
1: Well, and there's pros and cons to both. What I would probably do is, A they know our stuff and we're going to you know we're going to i'm going to i'm going to do the whole even if we didn't get enough people to do it, to be able to say, uh, how's your, if your work, if your relationship needs to get, you know, back on track or where, you know, sometimes we forget what we're supposed to do as a couple and we get off track and we get out of shape. So what do we know? We know how to validate each other's feelings. We know what that's, what that's like, Aaron, you guys know this. So we're going to talk about the feelings. We're going to say, okay, and then tell what, what is the need that you have that is, the, what else, are, I know, Or even I hope what's that, the
0: fear, like, what, she can ask John, hey, what's the fear about trying to build a bridge? Like, what buttons are getting pushed?
1: Right, and, and, and for both of them. So what are you feeling? What do you feel? What do you need? And then as far as the solution goes, there's a big part of me that I wanna say, you probably just need to be patient and wait and wait on the Holy Spirit to either convict you and to change your heart or to change His heart, Um, And then possibly even going to, you know, we've said this enough and, and, you know, but we're going to say it again, someone that has been down this path, that has been down the path of adoption and some people that have been, had more of an open adoption and some that have had more of a closed adoption and do the pros and cons of both, but you're probably going to still land on that, you know what, we're probably, we don't need to do anything. Until there's a win-win. So I don't need to involve birth mom. He doesn't need to say, no, we're never going to reach out or never going to have any contact. Just if you don't, decide those things, then what it's going to do is it's not going to put either one of you, put you on your heels and say, wow, well, then I feel trapped or I feel powerless or I feel like this is a lose-lose, but we're going to stop and we're going to be patient. We're going to investigate. We're going to keep validating. We're going to keep sharing and we're going to pray about it. And I know that Michael and I, before we moved here to, um, um, to Houston from Branson that was a huge thing you know he had in his mind that we needed to leave and it took me six months to kind of get on board and and he was patient with me and eventually the Holy Spirit did convict me and it did um, change my heart and and that might need to be you and but so you might was, need to just wait
0: but the craziest thing too though is you kind of flip-flop, not flip-flop, but you kind of got your heart convicted, like maybe we need to, maybe that's good. God at the same time is working on my heart going, dude, you don't have to go anywhere to be satisfied. You can stay here in Branson and be okay. You, you don't, you know, if you move out of weakness, then you're going to get in trouble. And he was like, no, you got to be okay here, there, over there, wherever you are. And and so when you give God the time, then yeah, things tend to change. That's By the good. way, Crystal said girls like sports too. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. I know that, Crystal.
0: Absolutely. My wife loves sports.
1: I do. I saw You so were much.
0: a NCAA Division I <laughs> athlete. She was a yes, cheerleader Sarah. at Baylor University. Yeah,
1: so was he. Anyway. I
0: know. Anyway, to so that was dad. good.
1: That no, was really good. Well, we're not done yet. Okay.
0: Yeah, we're done. So, no more questions, people. We got to go. And do our Friday. I'm getting a haircut. Are you getting a haircut? I
1: need a haircut really bad. Hopefully, I am awake. will be a little bit shorter, maybe.